0: Dear King, there are many twists and turns navigating Earth. I know you are not offended by your children's questions and you can handle our emotions. Since we are called to be ambassadors, help us to establish heaven here on Earth. Now, life won't be perfect and that's fine, but help me figure things out. I invite you into the places and spaces of my life. I hope the Royals will do the same. And in return, we will serve our generation in the will of God. Humbly submitted, Pia. What's up, Royals? It's you guys. It's Pia, and I am back with another episode of Dear King, the podcast. It is so good to talk to you guys. OMG. How are you doing? Are you okay? How's it been? I hope you had a marvelous week since the last time we talked. Um, we got in some things last week, so I hope you did some good reflection and got your life a little closer to together than it was before, okay? Make sure that wherever you are currently listening to on whatever podcast platform that you hit that notification so that you can be aware every time I post a new episode because y'all know what day that is, right? Wednesday. day if you are a person who can just spell Wednesday without saying Wednesday, you are blessed and highly favored, but not me. So, Wednesday it is, okay? Make sure you tell your friends and family, show and tell, show them all that we got going on on social media at Dear King Podcast and our website www.dearkingonline.com. Make sure you spread the word of what we said here on the podcast so that other people can be blessed. Tell them all about it, okay? Now, I am just excited to be here. Um, It's always good to talk to you guys. And you know, today we have another hot topic And usually right here is where I would give you some information. Right here is when I would usually say these are the facts. Mm, But not today. Today we're going back to the royal polling place, okay? So if you were here, you know that we had to have a royal poll, take a royal vote regarding pineapple on pizza. I am grateful to announce that pineapple belongs on pizza. Okay? I mean, the royals have spoken. I didn't see one person say that they didn't want pineapple on their pizza. So we are blessed and we are highly favored. For all of you, we do our royal poll on Instagram at Dear King Podcast. So make sure you go there to answer today's polling question. If you were a contestant on a survival show, what three things would you bring and why? Okay, so me and my husband got into a little conversation about this when we were um, on the island. And so I thought it was a perfect time to talk to you guys about it. Here are my three things okay a machete, a mason jar, and a crossbody tote. Okay, and I will let you know why. One, a machete because there are bound to be things that you're going to need to cut, okay? There's going to be a lot of cutting involved in the jungle or wherever we're trying to survive, okay? So we need to cut things, okay? Number two, we can scoop water with the mason jar, okay? We can scoop water to bathe with a mason jar. Listen, we can trap food in a mason jar and a mason jar is not easily broken. Okay. That was a word on today. And number 3. A crossbody tote can cover my private areas until my clothes are created. It can hold important materials. It leaves my hands free to use my machete, okay? And it can be a pillow at night. I can stuff some leaves in there and make my my head have a soft rest in place. And, child, that thing is versatile. So those are my three things. And I hope to hear from you guys about what you would take on a Survivor show. Don't be all deep, okay? Don't be all deep. And, y'all, we may not have service. For all y'all people that automatically said they cell phone, We may not have service. I mean, I said surviving. Like, you might going to be in modern civilization. So just think about it. I mean, I'm not judging, but just think about it. And that's the royal poll. I will let you guys know what the results are. So make sure you tune into the social media because, I mean, we may be weeks later and got the results. and you didn't know. You weren't in the know. I'm going to take the most popular responses and tell you what we have to have in our survival kit. All right, y'all. So today's episode is all about this question. Do the strong survive? And as you know, I'm going to share a little bit about my real life experiences. And to be honest, I used to think that I had to figure it all out on my own. On my own. Yes. I used to think I had to think about everything, figure everything out. I had to always have a plan. And I used to think that I wasn't really built for Christianity because the weight of responsibility and accountability was just too much. And I used to think that sin was too difficult to not do. Like, when you are on a diet telling yourself you can't eat certain things, that is difficult to do when it's right in your face. And before you know it, you have eaten an entire thing of ice cream and you're telling yourself you can start again tomorrow. But the thoughts aren't always going to just go away. I talked about it in the introduction of the podcast, how I used to be all the way in with my relationship with Christ and then my pursuit to get it all right. And then there were times when I just was not in it. And not because I didn't want to be, but because I felt undeserving. There were some sins I just couldn't quite shake. And I felt like a hypocrite because those sins would make me feel less than. I felt like they were, or there was like a mantle on top of me placed by God and he was trying to embarrass me because he knew I couldn't do everything right. So feeling unworthy, I would take myself right on out the equation It would be a few years before I really realized it isn't the strong that survive. It's those that recognize they aren't strong. Many notable people in the Bible were older when their ministry really got underway. And there are some who were admired for their strength. David was an amazing warrior, but he was also a con artist. Samson was the strongest man alive but fell weak to women. Honestly, quite a few men in power in the Bible had an issue with women. All right, Royals, that's a topic for another day, but just know that the men in the Bible, they struggle too. Okay, brothers? The men in the Bible struggled too. Although they may have been noted as strong, they didn't always rely on their strength or their strength couldn't always be relied on. Just like I talked about in my real life example, your strength or will to do something isn't always enough. We need community, community with God, and with humans. One of my favorite short stories in the Bible illustrates this so well, and you guys may know the story, but if you don't, you know I'm going to tell you. So in Exodus 17:8 through 14, Moses chooses his best man to head the front line in a war against his enemies. Moses gives him instructions to choose who he thinks is best to join him. Moses said, I'm going to go up with the rod of God. And then he chose some other men to go with him to the top of the hill. He didn't just go with God. He needed humans. And I don't even think he knew why he was taking them. Perhaps experience in his life was his best teacher. So the three of them go up on the hill Moses holds his hands up proud to be doing the work of the Lord. And after some time, Moses' arms got weak and his ability started to fail him. Because he chose the right people, they began to act. Together, they pulled a rock for Moses to sit on. Then they each got on either side of him to hold his arms until the battle had been won. Number one, what are you trying to accomplish? Moses needed victory over the Amalekites. His sole responsibility was to help Israel defeat the Amalekites. That was his primary function or responsibility in the moment. That's what he had been assigned to do. So we have to determine what it is we are trying to accomplish. Then, what is it going to take to get that done? In this story, he was not a warrior. Moses was not a warrior. He was raised as a prince. He needed some fighters. But he had the blessing of God and the rod. So what he needed to do was get himself a solid front line, of good people in good position. And then he himself took himself up on the hill where he can be in position where he normally met God to hold up what God gave him. So he decided what needs to happen is I need a good front line and I need some people with me as I go to where I meet God and hold up what God gave me. And then number three, Who do you have on your team and what positions do they play? So now that Moses has determined what it is he needs to accomplish and what it's going to take to do it, he now has to look around him. Like we talked about last week, you got to evaluate your circle. Who do I have? Who's around me that can get things done? So he had Joshua, who was a fighter and whose judgment he could trust. He was cool with Joshua. They were tight. Then he had two other folks, Aaron and her, and he could bring them into his personal space. Because where we put people is important. You got fighters, put them on the front line. And that fighter has to then choose other people, right? They have to go find their own team of people. So you got to put people in position that know how to choose people, that have good judgment, right? And then... On the other side, you have to say, okay, who can I have close to me in the place where I meet God? So in that, in, in Moses' mind, he's like, okay, I got to bring people close to me, but they also have to be able to go in the presence of God because this is where I usually meet God. And so I can't just take people into my holy place. So in the places of vulnerability, are these people going to be able to uh, meet me in that vulnerable space? And so again, the next thing would be do those people want your position? This is important. When Moses' arms get tired, neither Aaron or her decided to take over where he left off. They didn't see this as a moment to do better than Moses could do. They helped him get into position to win, even if it looked different from the way it started. Moses' intention setting out was to hold up that rod until the battle was done. And that was what he found to be required. He had to hold that rod because if he held it up, they won. When he put his hands down, the Israelites began to be defeated. And so what happens? What happens when you have people around you and they start to see you to come off your game a little bit? Are they going to get you some help, position you and hold you up? Or are they going to be putting you in a position where now they're going to grab the rod out your hands and they're going to hold it up and see if that works. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 9 and 11, the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the intelligent, nor favor to those with knowledge, but time and chance happen to them all. We cannot predict the outcome. We will win some and we'll lose some, but we can stack our odds. Stacking our deck helps us win the battle. Community is a requirement. The first thing God said was not good was that men should be alone. God does life in community with the Son and the Holy Spirit. They accomplished so much together. If Moses had been up there alone, he would have failed and decided he wasn't strong enough. If I'd overheard him, I would have challenged him that there is no one that could hold their arms and a wooden rod for an entire day. No one. But somehow we get in our minds that we can do impossible things all by ourselves, as if we are God. So ask yourself today, Royals, what are you trying to accomplish right now that will be better tackled with support and accountability of others? It's also important to note while we are on the subject of works and effort, there is no way that we make it into heaven or have heaven here on earth without Jesus. His sacrifice makes us forgiven. The Bible says, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. You choose either works or do every single thing absolutely 100% of the time, or you choose grace and do the best you can seeking Holy Spirit for guidance along the way. In the latter, it would seem the weak survive. I'd argue it's those who are not ashamed of their weaknesses that are strong. So I encourage you, as I had to encourage myself in those seasons where I felt unworthy of God's love, unworthy to speak to people, unworthy to pray for people because of my struggles, I'd encourage you to get some accountability And realize that God called you weak. He called you into the position you are in, knowing your weaknesses, knowing your strengths, knowing where you would slip up, knowing where you would hold your integrity. He knew all about it, and he still chose you in that space. So how dare you humble yourself, You don't have all the answers and you are not bigger than God. I'm talking to you as I would talk to myself. So do the work, get you some community, evaluate those circles and put all the work in to doing it together. Today, I'm going to pray for you. Father God, I thank you so much for your strength In exchange for our weaknesses, God, you are strong. So I thank you that today the Royals and myself, we release pride. Pride that will tell us not to ask for help. Pride that will tell us we're stronger than we are. Pride that will tell us we can do it on our own. Pride that will tell us we don't need anybody else. Pride that will keep us from asking. God, help us to seek assistance from you first And then those people around us that are more than capable and more than happy to get us to where we're going. God, in this life, just as you in heaven have Holy Spirit working here on earth and Jesus who sacrificed for us. Just as you do life with community, help us to adapt your personality. Adapt what works for you in our life. Help us to make realistic goals, God goals that we can accomplish, goals that are inside of your will for our life. Help us to accept the free gift of grace, knowing that when we do fall, when we do make mistakes, when we don't get it all right, when we don't choose the right people, that there is space for us, even inside of our mistakes, and that you have already forgiven us. We can't be perfect here on earth, but we can accept the free gift of the blood of Jesus that purifies us and makes us present as flawless. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Royals, I hope that encouraged you that even in this season, you are worth the help. So get you some, okay? And if you are my friend, you're listening, and I just prayed that prayer, and you said, Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, Who are they? How can I take advantage of the free help, the free grace that comes, the free um, no-judgment zone? I want to introduce you to my bestie, Jesus Christ. He lived, died, and rose again just for me. And if I didn't need it, but you did, he would have done it just for you. He saved the whole world with one gesture for once and for all. And he's available to you right now in this moment. If you want to accept him, please say this prayer with me. Say, Dear King, I thank you for your sacrifice. I believe you lived and you died and you rose again just for me. By faith, I claim victory over everything I'm facing. And I believe today that better is on the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Royals. Go ahead, celebrate. Give this person, whoever they are, all of the shout-outs and praise for their biggest decision to date. The whole heaven is opening up and rejoicing for you right now. If you need to be resourced, if you need to know more about the decision you made, please email me at dearkingpodcast at gmail.com. I want to give you a big virtual hug and let you know it's going to be all right and give you any information about the decision you made that you may need. Please don't hesitate to reach out. I hope to hear from you soon. And for the royals, y'all know what's about to happen after this. I'm going to get out of here, but you guys can meet me at www.dearkingonline.com for a blog-style devotional that we will get deep in this conversation. It's back-and-forth communication between you and I, and there are worship song selections and just good goodies to help you to continue this reflection throughout the week. Remember, We are going to answer our royal poll this week on Instagram at Dear King Podcast. So make sure you join that conversation. Let us know so we can let you know what needs to be in your survival kit. We'll be back right here on Wednesday. Until then, goodbye royals.